0: Hello, 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 we're back again, Raps on TV, bringing you the best in boxing, reporting weekly from London, fresh with my new host today, Tuesday, Uh, it's me Kojo, back to talk about the best things in boxing, I'm here with my co-host Tom Lyons andam has been on vacation with his private jet as usual but Tom how you doing sir? Yeah very good coach how you doing? I'm good I'm good I'm good man's not hot
1: Man's not hot nah no. <laughs> <laughs> had to start the day well <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly that's how we've got to line it up for the rest of the show So um, for those of you wondering why we started so early um, Again it's just one of those days where we've got to do a bit of a freestyle We've got other plans and other things to do we've got life elsewhere So um, we're just going to be going through um, a host of things today Um, It's been a quiet quieter uh, week I should say in boxing obviously we've had the next gen show last week um, which was pretty uh, active um, and Tom's going to be able to break down a, quite a few of those fights. Um, this weekend we've got Huck versus Buck... Uh, Brooks. Um, sorry, Usyk versus Huck, sorry, um, which is initially the kickoff to the Super 6. So looking forward to that and the coverage that ITV4 are going to be bringing us. Um, and they're also talking about other types of boxing news from the new uh, announcement of uh, Anthony Joshua fighting Kubrat Pulev in Cardiff on October 28th um, to Carl Frampton to whatever you guys want to say and talk about so make sure that you have the phone number ready fresh to dial so that's zero one uh where's the bloody phone number zero one five zero six two four three four zero three i repeat zero one five zero six two four three four zero three you can see that i'm slacking today but tom take it away my man how, how have you enjoyed the boxing of last weekend
1: yeah the boxing last weekend was really good i was down at the weigh-in in oxford street at jd sports um which a great platform for these Tell us about your
0: week you had a busy week you know You're yeah i was I on was, tv tell us about it
1: i was on my feet most of the week coach um <laughs> yeah, so i was down at the uh, next gen weigh-in in jd sports oxford street had the likes of joe cordina lawrence acoli uh, Joshua Boazzi, all featured on the sh- on the card. A very good um, card, even though some people might say that the opposition they had against was a bit limited and that was probably the only criticism, really. But, yeah, just a really good show um, live on Sky Sports on Friday night. For boxing fans, it was good just to sit down and watch the young breed of talent coming through, GB Prospects. And just, yeah, just a great platform for the likes of Akoli Cordina... Connor Ben was also on the show. He had a good 10-round title fight between um, Joe Sheriff and Jake Ball. That was probably arguably fight of the night. So, yeah, just all round, it was um, a, sh- a solid a solid card. I wouldn't say the best cards we've seen Next Gen produce, but definitely um, some positives to take. So, yeah.
0: And on that, I mean, I'm just going to... I'll be honest, I didn't get a chance to catch it, unfortunately. I'm still on marital duty, so I was running errands for the, for the boss lady. But... Um, in terms of the next gen, do you th- do you feel that the format is working? Because you look at what time it's shown, you see that it's kind of free to air, even though it's on Sky. And the next generation of boxes that we're seeing, you spoke about Cordina, who again is a highly skilled talent. Josh Kelly, good talent. But I see good talent, Conor Ben, even to be fair, is not Olympic pedigree, but he's making a name for himself. Do you feel that the format Matchroom have set up is working?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Matchroom obviously being the leading promoter in the UK for boxing, the way they've partnered up with one of the biggest retailers in the UK, mm-hmm. everyone knows of JD Sports. Yeah. And I think just the good way point. they're sort of breaking it up across the country, obviously we had a JD show in Newcastle last time out, with Josh Kelly, Anthony Fowler. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, York Hall being the pinnacle for boxing in London, great atmosphere, just tightly packed um, hall to have good, cha- good boxing, good level boxing. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if they got um, Eddie takes the um, the format, the platform of uh, JD Next Gen across the country and see bigger shows, Manchester, mm-hmm. Liverpool again, um, yeah, just all. Hotspots for boxing right now. So and yeah. I think,
0: I mean, just to touch on that, I think you made again. It is clever marketing. Um, I think Matchroom do a good job in terms of you know bringing boxing back to the forefront for the for the UK listeners and UK fans. Uh, but what I will say is actually teaming up with JD Sports. That is really a household name. I mean, I remember when I was younger, that was the place to buy all your kind of training gear, tra- trainers, yeah. track suits, all that type of stuff. So to now actually team up with them, start doing a lot of branding is very uh, smart move. And then you look at, you know, even from when O'Hara Davis, before he his loss, he was doing a lot of marketing with them. They do these little short clips that they're doing with, you know, the likes of Tony Bellew, Darren Barker, all these types of things is actually really good. Um, yeah, in man. terms of the next-gen fight, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who impressed you the most?
1: Um, well, probably the best performance of the night was probably Joe Cordina. I think. I mm-hmm. think he impressed me the most. I think he's just a great talent all round he's in uh, the super featherweight division a division that really you can see him going all the way to become world champion you've got some top fighters in the super featherweight division but I really think out of all the prospects um Cordina is probably the one that's gonna I think go the furthest in my opinion so yeah I was really impressed with Joe Cordina and um, I mean I
0: remember when Tony Borg uh, we spoke to Tony Ball a couple of months back, um, and obviously he previously worked with him, coming from that area of Wales, and um, he he rates him highly. I'm yeah. slightly disappointed that um, he didn't kind of where well, he signed to match for him, and it was slightly unannounced. But I think you can see the talent the guy's got. Um, Josh Kelly is obviously another one low hands in terms of his yeah. boxing starts. so it kind of shows his confidence in terms of when he's facing an opponent. Um, to be fair, you, could, it would, the, the, I think the problem is at some point. And again, I get why they're doing it, but I just think that what they will need to do is maybe make some of the fights slightly more challenging because (laughs) you've got a lot of guys that are a great talent and it's a great thought for Great Britain, Cody Borazzi, all these guys, Olympic pedigree. But I think... within the next 12 months, people are going to see a few of them tested. Um, the likes of Cheeseman. I'm a big fan of Cheeseman. He's not the most eye-catching or eye-pleasing boxer in the world, but I just like his brutality. Yeah. his physical. He's ready to fight and, and, and rumble. Another one, I think, if we can start seeing him, I mean, I know he's got an English title now. If I'm crazy. Yeah, I think Southern he, area
1: um, for I think he's got an English title coming up, but... I don't really think you can take much from the opponent he fought on Friday so, cause, I mean, yeah. you know it was a bit. It was a,
0: it was a warm up. It yeah. was really just a, it was just a warm up, it Helped get more rounds in the bank, um, and it's good. But I mean, overall, for Matchroom, do you think they would look at that next gen show as a success?
1: I think so. Yeah, like definitely. Just even if it means like for the likes of Cheeseman, who I was looking really looking forward to seeing how um, he was going to perform on Friday. Um, yeah, just like even for fighters to say if they're preparing for a British title fight, uh, English title fight, like Cheeseman, just have that warm-up fight, you know, just mm. get a gauge of the atmosphere, yep. get the gauge of the ring uh, ring experience, and just, yep. yeah, just another fight. But I think definitely the competition for the lights of, like, let's just reel off a few names, like Anthony Fowler, mm-hmm. Josh uh, Kelly, who are all sort of going mm. to be fast-tracked Quicker than most fighters that have been um, being brought into yeah. the matchroom room setting, I think just giving them more challenging fights, and then at least then you know when they're fighting the best, they're going to produce the best. So yeah. that's, and that's and that's
0: a good point because I think what Eddie Hearn needs to start doing, and you know we were just talking about this now, and I've and I've got the list in front of me. It's like Joshua clearly now is a stadium f- fighter, so the yeah. reason he's going to Cardiff, it's eighty thousand fans he's going to be able to sell that out, no doubt about it. Fans are going to come from all over the world, will put on buses to make sure fans get there. But then if we say next level down, the O2s, who can fill out the O2? And I don't think there's anybody really on his roster that can do that. But if you look at all these next-gen fighters, if there's a combination of them. If we can start working with them building a good reputation, so Joshua fights in October, yeah. you get the likes of Kelly, I'm sure Buatzi or Coley will be on their undercard Ryan as well Burnett you is put your probably, Ryan Burnett, exactly, Cordina. you put these guys on, even if it's not necessarily one guy that is a headline act at the O2 it's the combination of fighters that people are like, you know what, I I, I want to see that guy, so um, I mean interesting fact, and I'm just speaking offline there was a good, and uh, I'm going to say, you know, I have my sources, but Kelly was actually rumoured to fight and I say rumoured but Kelly was actually due to fight Ashley Theophane on the yeah. undercards I think Adam
1: Booth wants that fight yeah yeah he, was, something about
0: he, that, yeah, he wants that fight um, but they really wanted that fight for the undercard of the Mayweather McGregor because okay. obviously if you think about it it would have given uh, Kelly the right exposure um, yeah. but I think they were also not prepared to pay the money because they're not silly they know that they want to use Kelly so they want to use Theophane as a stepping stone because yeah you know, it's, it's more than a tough fight for him. I mean, Theofane's a tough individual, but Kelly is also highly talented. I think it's clear to see.
1: And I think Eddie touched on it um, in one of his interviews. He said that if the Kelly and Theophane fight was to materialise, I think it'll only be either a fight that Theofane's 100% confident of taking and winning or just a payday. Yeah. So, Either way, I think it's a, payday. It's a risky fight because oh, yeah, you don't want to end your career losing to no. a prospect that's coming up. Yeah. So we, we all know what t- how much talent he is. is. No, no, no,
0: so, but I get what you mean because that's what people kind of pick and choose in terms of they remember. Oh, he lost to Kelly. But I think from a Theo Vane's perspective, I think you know he's got notable defeats on his, on his CV already from the likes of Garcia, the likes of Brona. So... Is Kelly the worst? I would say maybe not the worst, but you have got to be financially rewarded. I think if the payday is right, um, then I think it could happen. But I think his his issue now is that obviously he fought against um, uh, the night two weeks, two days before the Mayweather McGregor, and and he lost. So unfortunately, I don't know how much bargaining power yeah. he's now going to be able to have because you know if he had won, it's more valuable. But now he's taking a loss. Um, it's not a massive setback, but it's going to hinder his position to uh, negotiate and then obviously Matrim was seeing him as, as a potential name to, to raise Kelly's mm. profile. So yeah. all right. So um so that's that's great. So we're talking about that. So um you obviously I told him I want you to get some some exposure. You know, you got got a great interview with Eddie Hearn. Do you want to just talk to us about the, the Eddie Hearn experience that you were uh that you yeah, how can I say? I can't even say dwarfed by but because he, he, <laughs> <Torf, laughs> he's a, yeah. tool, <laughs> he's a <laughs> tall I was a still one, tall fucking, man, but he's a yeah. tall guy in it but yeah how was that experience
1: yeah it was good like um just going around to a few of the other lads there jimmy mack jr was there mm-hmm. um a colleague uh, a few other interviews with the likes of jake ball and then i was just basically just waiting around for everyone to sort of um leave the way in and just uh caught eddie just while, while he was on his phone so i was just like would you come and I give it an interview and yeah you just basically went well just talking about different things mm-hmm. about the JD platform like we touched on Um, mentioned that Joshua Pulev was going to be set for uh, Cardiff but I think everyone sort of yeah, gauged yeah, that was going to yeah. happen so yeah it was all around it was good it was yeah. Good,
0: yes. happy happy with your experience And was, your, 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 was that your f- second or third Raps on TV assignment now
1: yeah, it was. Yeah, I was Third? also at the uh, Groves Cox uh, yeah, 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 yes, press yeah. conference. Yeah, yeah. Well, took, so. how, how was that?
0: Yeah, that was good. A Bit calm good. though, right? Yeah, it was calm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just for the media. So yeah, yeah, it was good. yeah. Uh, because I was hoping that they would have got a little bit. Because I think with Cox, I I'm not going to say obviously. I think Cox is fair to say he's the underdog going into this fight. Yeah. Um, so I would have hoped he would have maybe tried to, you know, rile George Groves a little bit just to try and get out under his skin, try to play a bit of psychology, uh, some mind games, but. It was very pleasant between the two of I them. And Jamie yeah. Cox is a lovely fella; He's a really nice guy. But yeah, it was a bit a bit boring, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's kind of a boxing fans. We're very hard to please. One minute we want a bit of like banter. Beef. And then beef. And All then about the beef. <laughs> once they start throwing tables, we're like, actually, no, don't do that. You're, you're disrespecting the sport. But it would have been good for them to have said something, a, couple, a bit of verbals.
1: I think it was actually the only dig really from the um, conference was McGuigan's touching on the fact that he thought Jamie Cox isn't actually a, natu- a natural middleweight. He was saying about how he... Oh, super middleweight, sorry. And touching on the fact that he's only really a light middleweight, middleweight at best. So mm. it's more, more so, more so it's from the out- outside. Sort yeah, of, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, okay, so that's good. So um, moving on, um, this weekend we see the start, the opening of a tournament that has a huge, and I mean huge prize uh for the winner. Um I don't think the reputation um I don't think the reputation of what they what they're trying to guard us. So the way the Super Six kind of set up the careers of your Andre Wars your Carl Watchers even Kessler's to some degree. Um I don't think the Super Series is going to do that, but it's definitely going to line their pockets financially. And it, however they want to sort of hold the Muhammad Ali trophy is going to be uh, it's going to be down to them, but What's your thoughts on this weekend? Having seen the opening of the of 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 the super series, Usyk versus Huck, Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm
1: looking forward to. It. I think it'll be a good fight. Um, actually, with an interview I did with Kala Sauerland at the uh, Groves Cox mm-hmm. uh, conference, he was saying about how, on a sporting level, he thinks the cruiserweight division is going to be a great success. Like the In competition, least. there's just different different styles. Fighters with different styles. You got Usyk is probably arguably one of the best products to come out Mm. of ukraine boxer boxer puncher then you've got huck who isn't as technically gifted as your your u6 your bradis um but he's there he's going to be there to fight and i think when them two come to the middle of the ring it's going to just be one thing and fireworks Mm. all i can see is fireworks so yeah i think great start to the um super six and decent
0: cards um I know we, they haven't, I mean those are the two big names but Car's not too bad. Um so in terms of sick, I mean what what do you think our fans or our listeners could expect uh from him going into this fight? Um very solid
1: um boxing skills, very quick like for a cruiserweight, very quick, very mm-hmm. um brainy in the ring like um just all-around boxing ability, I think is going to have the upper advantage against Huck. Um like massive frame uh, carries a good bit of power, so I think just mm-hmm. all round he's just very solid like, yeah. as a fighter. And I think a lot of these Ukrainian fighters they have got good amateur pedigrees and mm. their boxing skills go maybe go under the radar a bit because they're sort of feared as these massive punches and mm. the boxing's sort of neglected a bit. Yeah, so, I mean
0: the th- the interesting thing is actually I remember watching no, it would have been last year, only last year. um, the uh, uh the tournament the world boxing series tournament where you have the amateurs competing against each other you, you had the gb linehearts against the le- ukrainian amateur team and honestly there was a lot of talent on show there so yeah. i think they're getting more respect um i think Lemonchenko is obviously leading the pack and he's the clear one um but you do see that there's a bit more, you know, guys like Gassiev, they're getting yeah. a bit more respect and maybe they're not being seen as the typical European flat-footed boxer that kind of just moves in straight lines, lack of head movement. I think you're starting to see a bit more respect. So I hope uh, Yusik can come in and do the business. I mean, I think it's a great platform Um for him to do so um i mean they keep calling it the mohammed ali trophy i'm not sure the real relevance to that but yeah. i think in terms of what the final prize is in terms of funds i think that's definitely going to get a lot of people excited i think mm-hmm. you look at the boxes that are there um i have to say i i i, I get why sauline would say that i would disagree with him in terms of the cruiserweight being an interesting division i think it's probably one of the worst divisions in boxing because i just think if you look across the board even if you take super middle with the guys that are not competing in the Super Series, there's still a good amount of fighters that can make competitive fights. I think if you take out the, these guys that are in a cruiserweight in the Super Series, I think if you take them out and then you look what's left in the division, it's not really there's not that. There's yeah. not much. It's not much. For me, it's not much. And Bellew is obviously trying to fight a heavyweight if he's going to fight again. Andre Ward is Andre Ward, so he could do cruiserweight, but really, could he... Could he really manhandle a Usyk or anybody like that? I I see him potentially struggle. I think that's a big ask to come from initial one six eight to now go up to that one eight, um, that 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 one eight one eight mark. So. Yeah, it's going to be tough, and it's going to be interesting, um, but I'm definitely looking forward to this. I want to see how ITV manage the coverage. You know, this is a new format of boxing that everybody's going to get to see. Um, it's going to be slightly more household as well, because ITV falls on the free, uh, free view, um, and I hope they get the coverage right, because sometimes, you know, I'm sure we've we've spoken about it, and others have spoken about it, the Sky commentary can be a bit biased. Um, this is an opportunity for them to talk well about boxing, but also about fighters that are not household names. So, for sick it's a massive opportunity um, for him to get his name out there, raise his profile, um, and I just hope ITV can, especially ITV4, I just hope they can deliver on that because it is a big moment in terms of boxing as a sport. You yeah. know, we've just had the Circus of May with McGregor, but nonetheless, 6.5 million pay-per-view buys, that means a lot of people are watching the sport of boxing. So, to now have this Super Series tournament, um, and it's a lot more probably publicised in the initial Super 6 was a few years ago. I think it's an important moment. So I hope ITV4 can, do it, can give it the right justice and yeah. pre, and, and, and obviously preview it and produce the show in the right way. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then we'll see what happens. So after this weekend, who's when's the next one? Is it end of September, right? Um, it's not the following. In terms of the Cruiserweights? Uh, or? Not all. Well, the Cruiserweights, but just in general, the the, the competition is not. It's October, isn't it? Yeah, I think you've got it's Eubank,
1: Cox. uh Yildirim, and then you've got Groves Cox. Cox, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think Mike Perez and
0: What about Callum Smith? Isn't he He's September.
1: Ka- he's September. Yeah, so Scott he's September Williams,
0: this yeah. month as well. Okay, yeah, so in fact he's next weekend. Next weekend, yeah. Wow, okay. So that's really good then. That is really impressive because he's a... so that's a pact. I mean, we're gonna next week's gonna be massive then because you've got Billy Joe Saunders Monroe Jr., great fight, triple G Average, Canelo, great fight. Casemiro, Sultan, I think that's a good fight. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so we're looking forward to it. So, again, guys, um, bear with us. Uh, okay, we see one, we see one caller just joined in, very early. Uh, we're gonna go at you and put you under a bit of pressure and see what you've got to say. Two five one, two five one. The floor is yours.
2: Hey, hey, what's up, guys?
0: What's going on below uh, the no. belt? yep yep how you doing yeah we're doing well mate you are right. I'm here with Tom <laughs> we've got to get you in actually now that I think I do, I'm going to speak to I you later man, tonight right. we've got to get you in as well actually alright that'll be an honour man yeah absolutely so, how, what, what's, on your, what's on your mind mate oh well I guess the biggest news of the day is the official
2: announcement of AJ Pulev yep what are you thinking I think that's pretty, pretty good to be honest, I'm not surprised, but um, good to know that it's locked in because I wouldn't have wanted to see AJ get stripped. I'd rather see mm. some unifications going on in in on all, all divisions. Really, too many belts, so we need to know he's really number one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty good. You don't want to see them getting split up again, even though that's what the boxing division exactly the, the boxing. Uh, but that's what they want the commissions really want um, so in terms of I mean you're looking at Kubrick Pulev you're looking at Anthony Joshua um, one winner in your mind any 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 cause for concern for Joshua?
2: No I don't think so I think I don't think it's a walk in the park but I think AJ definitely wins like no doubt about it mm. um, I think it's, it's going to progress more onto it's almost like a tournament going on in the heavyweight division now really because obviously you've got the, the the whispers of um, Wilder versus Ortiz, which yeah. hopefully will happen now These now that fight's going to happen. Then you've got um, Huey and Parker. I think it will end up getting to a, a finale where you'll have AJV, whether Parker, Huey or Wilder, or Ortiz even.
0: Yeah. I mean, just on that... Um... Yeah. You, you you, spoke about the Ortiz I agree with you I think that fight needs to get made um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bomb squad fan I'm not going to lie even though I know technically he's not the most greatest but I, I just like what he brings but I will say this if Wilder doesn't make this fight against Ortiz I think he's under immense pressure because Joshua came out was it in the last few days and said 50 cent beware I'm coming to fuck yeah. up Wilder so you th- yeah, yeah so what, that. So so I mean, what do you make of that? What what do you make of that that approach from Joshua? We're we're not used to hearing him talking this manner. What do you think of that?
2: Yeah, I think I think he's embracing his his position in in, in the division. Now he's he, he's still got a a kind of a humble demeanor, but I think he's starting to speak more like a champion now. He's starting mm. to speak more like I'm the guy. Like there's no more of this extreme humble behavior. Mm. I like it. I like a bit of balance. I've never disliked. His 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 um, attitude before, but I think it's good to hear him seeing things like that every now and then. It adds spice to the fight.
1: I agree. And do you sort of think that a bit like this ruthless sort of character that maybe like from the outside everyone sort of sees Joshua as being sort of the nice guy outside the ring and then in the ring that destructive um, presence he has? Do you think that being more ruthless now with these fighters sort of hiding like under the radar a bit? Do you think it's good to see him? Call
2: him out. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is good to see him call call him out because the, I think I think I think AJ like him and his team they've they've, they've really done a great job where he's, he's as you say in the ring he's ruthless and destructive, it's all chaos, outside relatively humble. But I think you know, the fight fans I don't think he'll lose any, any fans by just being a little bit more aggressive on the on the talking promotion side. And maybe he's picked up a little bit of that buzz being out of the ring. And being spending time in America at the Mayweather gym, etc., maybe starting to feel more like you know, let me just add a little spice to this to this character I'm building.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have to say, I mean, that's an interesting point. I do feel the the reception he received in the U.S. after going to the Mayweather gym was was, was positive. Um, so I think that definitely works in his favor. Um, I would also, in my opinion, I think that the team are definitely realizing that you know the. It's, they've got big fish to fry. I mean, the fact he's going to fight in 80,000 stadiums says a lot, but I think, you know, there's, there's talk and, you know, when I've spoken to some of the team, they, they, they are, how can I say, they're adamant they would like to fight overseas. So I think the US is within, without a given if we can get the wilder fight, they do that there, but I think yeah. at some stage he's going to want to try and bring, I really believe he's going to take somebody back to Nigeria and um, I don't think it would be anywhere else in Africa, maybe South Africa, but I, I think he's going to try and land a fight there, which, I think it's good to show his character, show that he's he's not just a boxing champion; he's a global sporting champion, which is what I think they're really trying to conquer.
2: Yeah, absolutely, I totally agree. I think he's been heavily influenced by what what Muhammad Ali done by bringing big fights to Africa as well, not just predominantly America. I think I think it's good to see boxers do that. You know, like you say, like be more of a global trot as opposed to um, just.
0: Just local, right?
2: Constantly one location. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say we were just talking about this. Uh, I think it's fair to say I don't think we're going to see AJ in the O2 uh, uh, again unless he fights. I mean, in fact, it depends. It doesn't matter who he fights. Really, even if he fought Dillian White, I'm sure that would, people would turn That'd
1: up. Be built up to be a stadium fight. Yeah, too. they would yeah. build it up.
0: So yeah, um, so yeah. So that's that's the main thing on that. And um, what did you make of the next gen? Did you watch any of the next gen card um, last? Yeah. Week?
2: Yeah, I did watch it. I thought um Conor Ben still looking impressive and I like the fact that the team they're making it very clear that they're taking time with him, they're not trying to just rush him into those big fights. Mm-hmm. I think it's good still, they'll build more of a solid fight. I thought it was good to see. I saw the Lawrence McCole fight as well. I think um I think I think I think Lawrence is learning obviously one fight after the other. I would like to have seen him maybe Keep the fight more at range. Keep his distance. Keep, you know, like you take advantage of the um the height and reach that he has. Yeah. But I guess for every each fight, it'll will improve and get better and better. And uh, Boazzi fight, I thought that was solid. Mm. He, although he went a few rounds, you could see that. You could see that he. You could see that it's not just hype with He He's 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 on his way to the top. He, he was very impressive, really technical, really sharp. Yeah. So... And you got to give credit to his opponent as well, actually, because he only had one week notice.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, so uh, you are you. You know, David Hayes making some announcements tomorrow. Um, what any any idea what you think they may be?
2: I'm not sure. To be honest with David Hayes, but he's really tricky <laughs> with his announcements. I remember once he put it out that he had a big announcement and he announced some. Which um, all credit to it, but it was some. Um, work to do with a charity. Yeah. So you never know if like you never know what he's going to announce. He's, he's really good at playing the PR game, man. Yeah, he's, that's he's, true. He's, and then obviously he's got this new, he's got new fighters and his new promotion. Yeah. Mm. You just never know if him. So yeah, I, I'm I'm glad to know that he's bouncing back so quick off that injury. Yeah. Um, not to deviate, mind you, but it sounded, I, I saw some stuff online, it seems like um, Tony Belly might have muscled in the the, the the Parker fight. Parker I saw him on um Fight Hype talking about he's interested in the in, in the belly fight.
0: Yeah, they did they had a they had I a head know. to head in, was it in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, yeah was that the, to, 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 thing. the Mayweather fight? I did see That's that. Right. I didn't follow it up though, but I did see that and I was thinking, I mean again, Parker's fighting at the end of this month. I mean that would be an interesting one. I think he's personally I think he does beat Fury. Um I don't think is as good as Tyson. Um so I think I see Parker winning. But I mean, if Bellew really gets a shot at that, I mean it makes sense because they can fill out again, probably Bellew's match room is only O two. Yeah. Bellew could sell out the O two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Easily I agree with that.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna um say something quickly. I think uh with the David Hayes stuff uh for tomorrow, I've been hearing that apparently they're gonna get Ian Lewinson as Joe Joyce's uh, yeah, professional debut. That, yeah. So what do you what do you make of that? Do you oh, think yeah. it's a bit risky to start off with someone that calibre
0: I'll let let Dwayne answer that D what do you think Ian Lewison he last fought in fact his last fought was against um, Dylan White where he lost he got pulled out yeah that's right yeah
2: yeah we we had um, Ian on the platform recently and Mm -hmm. it was good to see him you know he seemed like he was in good shape good spirits and his boxing brain is is, 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 how can I put it it's underrated Mm -hmm. he he really understands the sport and the business behind it and I, I wish him all the best man I hope he gets Gets a big win and gets the the, the um, credit he deserves. But like, he seems like he's taking the sport really seriously now. Um, you know, for all those that haven't, feel free to go on the channel and check out uh, the interviews that we've had with him. But yeah, I I I, I hope there's something good for for Ian. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's in, it's funny you say that. So with the whole Ian Lewis thing, I'm following him on Facebook and he seems to have been training harder now after the loss to Dylan White than he was before that. And I remember that even Spencer said something like that on the Sky Sports show when. Uh, obviously we haven't seen him out since then Um, do I think it's a risk for Joe Joyce I have to be honest I would say no I don't think I don't think so because I think they must be looking at him they must have looked at him and thought this guy is still not up to speed and he's still not at the level he should be I I know he's been going out to China I'm not sure what's been going on out there but um, I think Joe Joyce as a prospect is pretty good. Um, yeah. I think, you know, he looked impressive at the at the GB uh, last year, Rio Olympics uh, for Team GB. So I think it's fair play to them. I think it's the kind of challenges really that they should be having in their debuts. I mean, if you look at Joshua's, probably Wilder's, Hazel, they, if you look at their debut fights, they probably fought a guy that's lost about 255 fights. So, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Ian Lewis is good pedigree. So win or lose... Um, I, I, I respect him for it to be to be honest I don't see him losing but I respect him for him and I've got a lot of time for Ian Lewis in as well but yeah I think that's a good challenge for them and it's a good challenge for them so listen yeah, think, D- so Karen
2: no so sorry I was just going to disagree with your point like it, it is it is impressive that they're willing to take on Ian Lewis on their debut you've got, you've got, to, you've got to salute that really
0: yeah definitely yeah. so listen di am going to leave you to it um But definitely, listen, I'm going to give you a shout during the week and uh, let's catch up and we've got to get you in for one of these shows as well, man. Maybe the Triple G Canelo, if you're free, that'll be a big one to get you in on. That'll be a great, great look. Just
1: lastly, what's your prediction for the Canelo-Golovkin fight? Who do you see winning?
2: Uh, I would have said Triple G but in the open workouts, it looked like Triple G wasn't in great shape and Canelo looked really sharp so I'm starting to think Canelo now, you know?
0: Yeah, that's going to be good banter because I think Inam is Triple G, I'm Canelo but I will state I do right. believe it's a fifty fifty fight, and they both got tools to come into this fight to, to win. But yeah, all right. So look, I think this next week. So yeah, so that's next week actually. So yeah, so I'll be in touch and let's try and make that happen. Ah, yeah, all last right. one. Much appreciated. Thanks, no, awesome. mate. Cheers, all thanks, right. mate. Care, Have a mate. good one. Cheers. All all right. take, take care, Tom. Bye, bye. Right. Yeah, so um, w- that's a good point you made on the whole uh, Joy Joyce Ian Lewis, and yeah. um, what do you make of David Hay? I'm um, obviously you've got the press conference tomorrow. He's got uh, Willie Hutchinson. He's got Kai Figue. He's got yeah. um, Michael Venom Page, who I saw at the game yesterday. Actually, um, the England game. What do you think? Where in terms of haymaker, do you see them as a serious threat to your Matrooms, Frank Warrens, Tommy, your Goodwins? You know, do, what do you make of the stable of fighters that he's got, and do you see them to be a serious threat?
1: Well, personally, I think, particularly with the Joe Joyce situation giving him a test like Ian Lewison for his professional debut, I think it's sort of telling everyone we need to catch up to the Joshuas, you know. They're obviously miles ahead at the moment Mm. in the heavyweight division. And obviously Joe Joyce with the amateur pedigree he's had um, sparring the likes of um, Fraser Clark, Anthony Uh Joshua, being surrounded by that GB stable. Oh, 100%. And the fact that he's been a little bit more patient, he could have easily have turned pro, uh, but being more patient, boxing the WSB, gaining that um, more experience, I think he's turned properly at the right time. But whether or not I think being around ring Ringstar Promotions, or whatever is yeah, yeah, Ringstar, Ringstar yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whether or not he can be pushed along at the sort of appropriate pace he needs to be, mm. I don't know if they're going to be able to compete with the likes of Frank Warren. Yeah. With obviously he's got. A good few heavyweights, he's got as well. Nathan it's, Gorman, so
0: those, those talented guys. Whether or not
1: they're going to fit Joe Joyce, undoubtedly his talent and his skill, he'll fit in, but whether or not he'll have the right promo- mm. promotion and that platform to build himself, I don't see it, and it I'd, being a threat.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, I think with Hay, the problem he's slightly have, which I get it. Heron is larger than I. Frank Warren's a slightly more subdued, but he's still, you know, a, a character in in, in in his own right. I think, well, hey, I just feel like he's going to take the limelight a bit too much. Yeah. And he's going to still want to be talking about his own career and what he wants to do, as opposed to what the others can do. Um, and I'm just looking at this guy, Tony Yoka. I thought he was signing to Hayes as well. So do you remember the guy that won gold for France in the Olympics? Yeah, um, beat Oka, Joseph Park, yeah. Tony Yoka. So he's made his debut this year. Um, that's another one that is going to be looking so I think the heavyweight division as a whole I definitely think is impressive because again Dubois Joyce um, give these guys another two or three years they really should be challenging Joshua at a very minimum yeah. Joseph Parker's at a very minimum um, I think Ortiz will probably be finished by then but Wilder depending on how he gets on will he still be around in two three years yeah. who knows um, I don't think he's the most uh, battle-hardened fight I don't think he's gone through a lot of tests um, I think he's got decent stamina but again these guys coming up Dubois definitely looks like yeah. a force to be reckoned with So, and
1: the thing is they're willing to fight the best yeah. to build themselves yeah. and sort of get up to the level of Joshua the yeah. champions in the division so.
0: and I think that's a good it's a good like uh, not even a blueprint but it's a good role model because everybody looks at Joshua and thinks well do you know what I fight him I become an instant star really in terms of notoriety a lot a lot more people around the globe are going to know you even if they don't remember your name but if you give him a tough fight which I think a lot of these guys will again in three four years because you could argue their amateur pedigree is slightly better he's just not just been fast-tracked but Joshua is a phenomenal uh, athlete in a sense that he's picked up the sport of boxing quite quickly but th- when he starts to decline in terms of not being able to train as hard and maybe not having the same amount of speed these guys should be moving into their peak, which should only make it uh, a great time for us boxing fans. So, again, I keep saying it and I'll repeat it again 2017 was a year boxing put the flag in the planet and said we're back baby and you've seen it with the billion dollar fight yeah. um, it's n- nothing else to say and there's I so know. much more competitive fights to, to talk about let alone Triple G uh, Canelo you've got Quadradros also fighting Quadras Bene- yeah. Quadras yeah. Benavidez is fighting yeah. Gavril this weekend then you've got the return of Chocolatito next weekend in the rematch against Sering Vig Giza, the tiny yeah, 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 exactly. So you you, 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 got you got to just lay it down and you unifications just got to
1: say as well. Ryan Burnett, Zacharyano. That sums up British boxing this year.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you you done know. Big Shaq, yeah. So that sums up British big boxing. Big up, Michael Dapper. Big up, big up. Man's not hot. We're feeling that. We're feeling that. We've got to get him on the show, see if he's a boxing friend because man's not hot. Um, but yeah, no, outside of that, um, it's been a bit busy week. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. So now let's quickly move on to the Joshua versus um, Pulev. Announcement today, I think, like you said, we've all kind of known that was coming up. Um, what do you make of this announcement of this fight? And what do you, uh, I know, what do you think of the announcement?
1: Yeah, it was I think everyone sort of gauged that it was going to be Pulev next. Mm-hmm. Um, the way now Joshua being holding three belts, the way that he's going to have to reel off the mandatories. Obviously, there was talks with Ortiz, um, Pulev being in the picture. Um, I don't think they were allowed another voluntary, being the fact that with the WBA and IBF having to put their mark down for mandatory um, challenges that they'd have to be boxed off first before they can mm-hmm. put their sights on the lights of Wilder. So yeah, I wasn't really surprised. I think Pulev's gonna I don't know whether he's gonna test Joshua in terms of I think he's a very tough game fighter, but whether or not he'll be able to, you know, find any holes in Joshua that Klitschko didn't manage to do I can't really see him being that much of a test, really.
0: But mm. I mean, I, I I will say, and I definitely get where you're coming from. I think for me, the key thing with Pulev is a good fighter. Um, he's a decent, but he's more of a slugger. When I think back to when he fought, not just Klitschko, even Chizora, um, he, okay, he beat Chizora and slightly comprehensive once he went past the fourth round. Um, but I will say, for me, where his difficulties will lie against facing Joshua is I think this is the fight where Joshua will want to use his agility, move around on his feet, you know, show the foot movement, show his ability to get in, land a combination, get back out. So he's stepping out of range. Will Pulev have the speed, uh, not just of feet, but mind and hand to be able to land big shots on, on Joshua? Because I still think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Joshua. There's no doubt about it, but I still think he's susceptible to a big right or a left hand from the right fighter. And if they land and catch him, they could put him under pressure. Yeah, now, definitely. the difference between Dillian White and Klitschko was Klitschko knocked him down and he went down. And and we saw how he reacted. But he got up and he fought smart and he fought a smart strategic fight. My my question would be if he was to face somebody slightly younger that could put the pressure on him, how would he, he have reacted? Um clearly he's not afraid to lose, but you know, that was a that was a big moment in his career. So for me, I would probably say um to see how Joshua can react. What I want to see from this fight in Joshua is I want to see good foot movement. I want to see better head movement. And I really want to see a a slight clinic in terms of, you know, Pulev is going to have to eat a lot of jabs um, and come in with a big right hand. So you could double jab, bam. If he does that majority of the night and then by the sixth, seventh round, he takes him out. I think that's a really credible victory for him because at the end of the day, these guys, they're not supposed to really put him up any challenge. It's all about Joshua's ability to learn how to become a better boxer to then get to the wilder level. Do you see, what I mean, yeah, I definitely, feel yeah. I would argue that this fight Pulev is easier than the Ortiz. What would, What do you think? Yeah, I
1: think you've definitely touched on it. Like, I think just we need to see Joshua get back to his boxing. I think in the last two fights he's had, oh, sorry, the last fight with Klitschko and mm-hmm. the white fight. Mm-hmm. I think he gets too emotionally engaged yeah. into the fight, and I think the boxing sort of goes to the back of his head. Yeah. He doesn't put that as the focus uh-huh. of breaking down fighters. So yeah. with this fight, Pulev's 36. So the age is not going to be much in his um, favour.
0: There's already whispers or he was already moaning because I didn't think this fight was actually going to happen because I'm sure I saw Pulev say that he's injured or he's got some type of injury or there were rumours about him being injured. So or I didn't like think a this three fight. month delay or yeah, something. Yeah, so I didn't think that was going to that, that kick off. But we're going to open up the line. We've got another caller on. Zero, one, two. Zero one two, the floor is yours.
2: I think it's Joe.
0: Hello? Uh no, they deleted. Don't be scared. You scared? (laughs) (laughs) You scared. But yeah, so I think for me, um that's really an interesting part because I just don't see how Pulev is gonna be fit enough, you know, in terms of the stamina that he's gonna require to put the pressure on Joshua early. Even when you look at Klitschko, the problem with Klitschko was um because he was a champion for such a long time, you know, over almost a decade, and his style became known as clinch, one, two, clinching, it was seen as boring. He didn't get the respect he deserved, but he actually boxed very well um, he boxed very well against against Joshua um, and he'd done very well to, to to knock him down he just didn't have the, the, the energy or, or the stamina to yeah. put the pressure on and keep the pressure on and, and knock him out so um, I mean I think it's definitely a fight that we're going to look forward to look forward to the build up to the Joshua team listening out there we're going to be trying to get you guys on the, on the show so uh, expect some emails and phone calls and a bit of stalking for, until we get the job done but no honestly looking forward to that I think it's what we needed, um, it's a good way to sort of start to end, uh, to end the end of year in terms of boxing. Um, and yeah, it's just for me, it's definitely a positive. So uh, I look forward to it. So in terms of uh, Frampton, other news, we've seen some rumours going on about Frampton. What's your take on the whole situation and what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I've heard that he's um, been looking to team up with, well, I've seen pictures on Instagram t- um, with him, with Jamie Moore. And that maybe that could be a possible um, announcement that he's going to team up with Jamie Moore as his new trainer. Mm-hmm. See so the split with Shane McGuigan, um, who didn't actually want to say anything about Frampton at the conference. When I was uh, interviewing him, he said no questions on Frampton. So <laughs> I don't know. I think it's all a bit um, a bit messy with Frampton at the I moment. It is. So I just really, uh,
0: do you think do you think it's got anything to do with the fact the way he lost his belt? And I'll say that in the sense of. The negotiations for the Santa Cruz. Clearly, he first went to New York. They had the fight. Um, he won. Do you feel? Do you feel that he's maybe a bit? He's, he's feeling aggrieved because for the rematch. It went straight to Vegas and there was no contractual agreement. There was no pressure. There was no onus on Santa Cruz to come back to Belfast and and give him the trilogy. Or do you think he's thinking, you know what, my team mishandled this and should have got the rematch in Belfast. Because if Santa Cruz really wanted the belts, he would have had to have come there. Otherwise, he's got nothing.
1: Yeah, definitely. With the rematch with Santa Cruz, it didn't look like Frampton was taking his... um taking himself as being the A-side, it sort yes. of just thought it was just a 50-50 even yep. match-up. Still for your right, it's a good point. Um, just the whole body language from the team on fight week just didn't look like they were that confident, really, mm. in the rematch. So I don't really see... I um, don't know what's happen- happened there. And obviously, losing the fight, it's not nice to win a belt, and then your rematch, lose it again um, after training all that time. So I don't know, was it a case maybe... Just a la- a lack of confidence going into the fight. Mm. Um I'm not too sure to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: it's an interesting one. Okay, okay, okay. So anything else you want to get for chess? Um it's been a short Bixit Box week, so it's gonna be a short show.
1: Yeah, it's a f- quite an intense couple of weeks coming up now. So we've yeah. got super fly this weekend, um, Chocolatito, I think Inoue is the one of the uh, other champions. Yes. Yeah, and yep. Quadras is fighting WBC Eliminator, so that's going to be a very good yeah, um, yeah, card fight, Fighting like Estrada, yeah. And from a British perspective, your Fire will be looking at that, seeing who he wants to fight next. So it
0: could be a unification, Definitely. coming to the UK. I so. mean, the only problem with that is you would have liked you, your fight to have been on the Joshua Card, and I'm not sure any of the other fighters will be fit enough yeah. in time for that. But you never know; um, they might not see him as a big threat. But I think that would be a foolish move. But yeah, um, you, you never know. So, so I guess on that on that note, there's nothing much for me to say. Um, we're gonna be making a move um, again. Appreciate all the, uh, the callers, uh, even though it as it was one of you and one dropped off. But we know it's been one of those weeks where it's been very, very uh, quiet. And we're getting ready now. I think the season is fully back. We're we're in September. We've got a huge fight coming up. Not this weekend. The weekend, Saturday the sixteenth, a huge night of boxing. Um, up and down the country and globally so guaranteed it's going to be a, a, a late night then you've got lunares versus luke campbell the week after so guaranteed it's going to be a banger so on that note i'm going to leave you guys with our famous